What is good, my Universal family? Welcome or welcome back to A21J, a 21st Century Journal podcast where we talk about matters that affect us as 21st Century citizens. I am your host, Cece, and for me, it is an honor to be sitting here recording this episode. Today, we softly dive into the topic of decisions in the heat of anger. Um, without further ado, let's get right into it. So, um, when I want to do something and I fail, let's say on day two or day three, I usually want to give up and start again, start afresh. Uh, so, like, I notice that I do this for everything in my life. I start a challenge and hit a hurdle on, let's say, day three. And then on day four, I decide, like, okay, I'm going to start again, make day four, day one again. Or maybe, like, it's a monthly challenge type thing and I'm on, like, day 15. And then I hit a hurdle and then I'm like, okay, yep, I'm going to start again. I'll start again next month, next year, next season, or whatever it is. Sometimes I find myself even entirely just, you know, giving up or maybe not returning to it ever again. Uh, like for example, drawing, I'm drawing something and then I mess up, I get frustrated and I raise the whole thing and I start again. I rip up the page out of frustration, you know, anger or whatever. I rip it up and I chuck it in the bin and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start again. Or maybe even just never do. (laughs) So I sat down pondering about this habit of mine. Like what happens when the same thing occurs with something that's not possible to rip up? For example, a person in your life or just a person in general. As Christians, we strive for a righteous life at all times, right? Um, I found myself in a quarrel where I faced something that, you know, I considered being a huge setback in my walk with Christ. Um, I think many followers of Christ have in one form or another come across this before as well. So, for example, we get offended by someone and get into a fight where we say something or we do something really bad, uh, or we promise not to swear anymore, for example, and we find ourselves slipping up here and there at people who have wronged us. Or in another deep, extreme example, we fall into temptation and give into lustful actions or behaviors, lustful thoughts about something or someone. What happens then? Do we rip up the person and throw them away? Do we take our eraser and erase them from our lives? Hmm? What about with ourselves then? What happens to us when we mess up really badly? Do I erase myself from existence? Do I rip myself up? To be completely honest with you guys, um, that is usually my first response. Like, to be completely honest, I usually do do that. I fall into a pit of self-regret, self-condemnation, self-emotional hurt, self-shame, self-judgment, like anything self-condemnation that you can think of. And this usually lasts like for days or weeks. At one point in my life, it even lasted for months. And this is like not a healthy place to be at all. It's actually a very scary and dark place to be, actually. Because once you're there, it's very difficult to be able to see anything clearly. 
when you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet like let's assume you don't have a bedside lamp although you know your room or you know your house nicely because like duh it's your house right you find it very difficult to see clearly or recall the exact location down to the millimeter of an item or even the doorknob itself you can't even see yourself why because you can't see clearly because it's dark when you're in the dark place and you're surrounded and blinded by self-shame, hurt, condemnation, and you can't see anything clearly, you can't see yourself, you can't see others, do you like think that it's a, like, a good place to make decisions from? Decisions made from a place of darkness to erase people from your life or to seek revenge or to say mean stuff um, doesn't sound like a good place to make choices from. Uh, let's go back to the example of the room so you're in the dark room and on the way to the loo you stub your toe on the dresser in the fit of rage and pain you decide to throw it away let's just pretend for a second that you know by the click of your finger it's possible to just like chuck the thing away by clicking your hand like that so let's say you return to bed now and you sleep off the rest of the night you wake up when the sun is out and there's light again and now you're able to see your room again um you're able to see yourself again the pain from the stubbed toe has now gone and you've even forgotten about it look at the pain subsided it's gone you've even forgot about it um you turn to grab your glasses or your phone or your watch or whatever it is that you can think of as the first thing that you grab in the morning when you wake up as you're reaching you know your hand is meeting nothing so you look over and you notice that your phone or your glasses or whatever it is is missing oi like where's my phone <laughs> you start yelling when you notice it's not just the phone or the watch that's missing it's the whole entire dresser what do you do now you remember last night stubbing your toe getting mad chucking the whole thing away in the darkness and the rage you threw it out you didn't have time to think about like you know that you what you that you would need the dress of the next day because um it contains some of your essentials uh let's pretend that there were clothes in there or your bible medications your keys passports id you know whatever you can think of that's important what happens then do you run after the garbage truck and ask for your dresser bag you know it's scary to think but it might be too late now making decisions from a dark place can cause us to make choices that bring problems into our lives in the near or distant future. One of the occurring themes, one of the recurring themes that I have been going through the last few months is that emotions can be very, very powerful. And if we are not careful to tame them, they can cause us to make choices that we can regret for the rest of our lives. What do I mean by taming them? I mean, putting them under control. We've touched on this um, topic in episode one where we talked about the importance of controlling our emotions. Now, today I'm particularly referring to anger and making decisions out of anger. What does the Bible have to say about anger? Let's flip on to James chapter 1 verse 19 to 20. It says, My beloved, be quick to hear but slow to speak and slow to anger for human anger does not fulfill the justice of god in a different translation it says my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce righteousness that god desires um, as most things in life, this is obviously much, much easier said than done. 
And when we find ourselves in those moments, it can be very hard to take ourselves out of them. So it is so tempting to just like end it all, delete that person, end that friendship, end that relationship, block that friend. Because you are so angry, you're like blinded by the anger that you cannot see anything else like but that. Jesus uh, gave us some tips on how to make decisions when we find ourselves in the state. Be slow to speak. What is the first thing that you want to do when someone pisses the heck out of you? Like someone's driving you nuts. The first thing you want to do is give them a piece of your mind, right? Why do we do that? Have you ever asked yourself why it is that you want to give a person a piece of your mind when you're mad? For me, you know, I sat down and thought about this. I think that I noticed that the desire to give someone a piece of my mind stems from the fear of being belittled, trampled on, seen as low or less than, than the person that I'm in a quarrel with, which I think, to be honest, in a way it can be equated to the desire and drive for power. Once that power has been threatened or taken away, it results in us going into defense mode to do an action that will cause us to gain that power back and that action is never rational in the heat of the moment be quick to listen that's what jesus said so instead of jumping into defense mode the lord tells us to take our focus away from our mouths be slow to speak and shift it towards our ears be quick to listen if we're able to actually listen, we can deduce where the quarrel is coming from and rationally decide what to do about it. Be quick to listen and slow to speak means taking time to process the situation before dishing out our own inputs and giving people a piece of our minds. I especially know that I really need a reminder of this verse on a daily because when these moments come into my life, let's just say i'm not on the leaderboard to being slow to speak and quick to listen but you know that's the aim that i'm striving for and by god's grace someday please lord i'll be humbled to like really achieve those so for us who are still in the beginning of making this practice of being slow to anger a part of our lives the lord has something to say as well because God knows that although we strive to be like Christ, we are still human at the end of the day. We are souls that are here on earth having a human experience. So some human experiences such as anger are bound to be encountered. Like, no choice, you know? So here is a tool that you can incorporate into your life to help you. Ephesians 4 verse 26. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let your anger last until the end of the day. So, you try to be slow to anger, right? But you fail to do so. Do not cancel yourself or erase yourself just yet. The Bible says here that we can be angry, but this is not an excuse to sin. AKA, this is not an excuse to do something bad to someone else just because of the anger. So, do not let your anger last until the end of the day. AKA, allow yourself time to process why it is that you are angry and try by all means to let go of that anger sooner rather than later. Because like mentioned earlier, living in that state is a very scary and horrible thing that we can possibly do because of the intensity of the darkness that can shield your eyes and mind from thinking rationally. When we take time to listen, to process the anger and understand why it is that we are angry, I found that 
we can actually get to a point where we see our own fault in the situation and take account and responsibility for it rather than only focusing on how the other party has wronged you. Um, Ecclesiastes 7 verse 9 Be not quick in your spirit to become angry, for anger lodges in the heart of fools. In another translation, don't be too quick to get angry because anger lives in the fool's heart. Let's say, you know, you got angry so fast, but turned out that you misinterpreted the party, the other party, or you misunderstood the situation and acted out of that rage. By the time you realize it was a misunderstanding, you'll feel like a fool for not taking time to listen. Things are not always as they seem, and there are always two sides of every story. Take time to find out the other story before you decide what to do. Choose righteousness always and as best as you can. And guys, I think um, this is where we can end our conversation for today. I want to leave you with one more verse from 2 Timothy 2 verse 23 to 25. It says, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patient with those who do not understand, and correcting his opponents with gentleness, such that God may perhaps grant them repentance that will lead them to discovering the truth. You are so loved, my friends. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!